All righty. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for this Wednesday morning. Um, again, just a beautiful day you blessed us with today. And so we, we are thankful for um, this beautiful day today. And as Rufus and I were just talking, Lord, um, we just, we just want to be about you. Um, help us to be about you. Help us to remove clutter, distractions that inhibit us from getting to um, closer proximity um, spiritually with you this morning, Lord. So just ask you to speak through Rufus words that, again, encourage us and equip us um, for that. And uh, we love you, Lord. Amen. Rufus, good morning. Amen. Good morning, Jerry, and good morning, tribe. And boy, Jerry, how much as I think about these things and the opportunity to be able to come and share how much your prayer is just spot on. And I just hearty amen that uh, one certain, I certainly don't want these to be my words. And uh, I do want them. I, I pray that the Holy Spirit will inspire give me insight and inspiration and allow me to say the things from the notes that I've got in front of me that will really encourage everyone that's going to listen today. And, uh, because I'm, I'm encouraged, but, um, uh, it, it's really interesting, Jerry, we, uh, you and I, we talk often and you use the word, we, you know, practicing our faith, we're going to beat that horse to death, yeah. but, but, we do. And, and here I am at 72 years of age. And it's like all of the times that I have read through the New Testament and not the Old Testament, not quite as much, but the, all the times that I've spent in the word and all the times that I've read great Christian literature, uh, the more that I seek to know God, uh, hunger, I, it just seems crazy because there's times I feel like, gosh, I, I should be getting better at this. And, and, yet, and, yet, and yet there's times that it's yeah. like, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm back to ground zero. And, right. uh, but uh, it's just, you know, it's part of the process. I, as I talk about traversing up that mountain, you look down and you're higher up than you were the last time. You pass by this part of the mountain, but anyway, in, uh, in, uh, my morning, uh, devotionals, uh, in my Bible reading part, I was in the book of Philippians and, uh, everything that I'm going to share with you today is pretty much out of the book of Philippians, Paul, apostle Paul writing, uh, writing this letter to the church at Philippi. And, uh, he, He's writing it from prison, not exactly sure uh, where he was imprisoned at this time, but he had been uh, thrown into prison several times over his life. And it's really interesting in uh, when I read across was reading this and I read this verse, it really triggered something in my mind. And it once again, got me thinking, got me digging and uh so let, let me share this with you. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, this is Philippians 1, this particular verse, 12 through 14. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Hmm. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else 
that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. So Paul's in prison, and I'm very sure, I, I just have to believe that the very first day he's pitched into that prison and they I, I'm just sure he's thinking this is not a good day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why? And, and maybe like many of us, when crap happens in our lives, we, we, we turn around and we say, why God? I mean, Paul's out there preaching the gospel and he thrown in prison and he had every reason in the world. Why? You know, well, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. And yet he turns around from prison and says, I want you to know that what's actually happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. How many times, and I don't know, I tried to reflect on this myself, Jerry, I'll add, you don't have to answer this, but even to, to everybody listening, all the members of the tribe, can you recollect times when something happened to you that did not look like it was a good thing, but actually in the end turned out to be a good thing. Looked like a bad thing going in, turned out to be a good thing. I know some things that have happened in my life that aren't good and you wouldn't call them good, but because God has changed my heart through those things, I have to call those good things. Mm-hmm. And, and he's worked all of those things out. So a quote that you, you hear me often use, Brad Bigney at Grace Fellowship was the one that used to always quote this. And I will likewise that I, I, I firmly believe this. And I want everyone to know that God limits, he orders and controls all things for his glory and our good. And I've said, and I believe that God has a purpose, a plan, and a process for all of his creation, the heavens and the earth, but also including specifically and individually you and me. There is nothing that happens in all of creation that takes God by surprise. When Joseph was sold into slavery, or when the three Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were pitched into the fiery furnace, Mm -hmm. or when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, God all of a sudden didn't say, oh my goodness, what's happened here? I got to figure out what I'm going to do with Joseph. What's happened here? I got to figure out what I'm going to do with these three Hebrew, young Hebrew men. Oh my goodness, they're about ready to throw Daniel in the lion's den. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. It didn't take him by surprise. Part of his plan, part of his process, the characteristic about God, that makes him one of the many characteristics about God that makes him so different than you and me, Jerry, and and everybody listening 
is that God is immutable. What do you mean by that? Immutable means that he does not change. Mm. A characteristic of God is that he does not change. Mm. Creation changes. All created things have a beginning and an end. Man changes. Think of all the ways that we change. But God does not change. And Paul knew this. He believed this. I, 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 he was confident in this. And just right on down a little bit more in, in that first chapter of Philippians 19 through 21, he says, For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what's happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, I think. He didn't say, I hope. He didn't say, I pray. He said, I know that what's happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. And he said, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. All right, listen to this tribe, whether by life or by death. Oh boy. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm. He rolls on. And so in that, let me back up a sec. Paul had an eternal perspective because he knew that what God had called him to do was not just about what happens in this life. It was important what he did in this life, but he knew that this life was not the end all to be all. And so in the second chapter of Philippians, he talks about that in your relationship with one another, you have to have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who in the being in the very nature of God, didn't consider it equality with God to be used for his advantage, but rather he made himself nothing and took on the form of a servant. Mm -hmm. So he tells the Philippians, our role is to be servants, to put others before ourselves. And he didn't count these things in the third chapter starting at verse seven, he says, whatever were gains to me, says, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What's more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. Mm -hmm. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Hmm. He didn't count these things. He didn't count his material possessions. He didn't count his status in life when he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He didn't count all of the thing, wonderful things that people said about him, all the accolades. He didn't count those as having any value at all. And he, he, he went on, uh, excuse me. So, but to, to, uh, to further that, he goes on down 
And, and he says, okay, join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, just as you have us as a model. Hmm. Keep, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For I've told you often before, and I'm going to tell you again, even with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their, their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. In other words, their God are the things that they have, their pride, their everything on this earth. Their glory is in their shame. They set their mind on earthly things. But mm. our citizenship is in heaven. Mm. Paul knew that he was just here for a period of time, but that he was this eternal being, that he had a purpose, he had a plan, there was a process, and he, and, and he knew he was confident in that. And he was confident in this immutable God who never changes, who is never surprised by anything that happens, that he limited and ordered and controlled all of these things for, for his glory, which was Paul's greatest desire that he would glorify God, that he would glorify Jesus Christ and bring many to him. But this earth was nothing. So his antidote to anxiety is in chapter four. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if there's anything that's excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Mm -hmm. Whatever you've learned and received or heard in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Mm -hmm. Need to have right thinking. Right thinking leads to right living right living leads to right character mm. but we have to start with right thinking scripture says in proverbs i believe it is that as a man thinketh in his heart so is he and paul encourages us to think about these things mm -hmm. he he goes on to say i'm not saying this because i'm in need for i've learned to be content whatever the circumstances I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, mm. whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, because everybody knows Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Mm. That, that was his secret for enduring. Mm. And I will end with this because I, I think it was in a book that, I read by Jerry Bridges, and I'm not sure if he quoted it or <laughs> he was talking about a mentor or friend of his that quoted it. But it's something I realize that I, I, I think I need to do, and I think really we all need to do. And that is this person, I think, told him, he said, we have to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. And the gospel, what does the gospel mean? The definition of the gospel is simply good news. Uh -huh. It's 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 more than and, and don't get me wrong. It's more than just Jesus Christ, the sinless lamb of God, took our sins and died for us and was raised again on the third day. 
but it's every it's all the other good news that goes with that resurrection. It's the good news that God is immutable and that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he never changes. His word never changes. His truth never changes. His character never changes. And that's something we can hold on to as believers and followers in Christ. That's it. That's good. Well, hold on to it. Gosh, it's so, it's so, uh, what's the word, powerful and encouraging to think. You know, every everybody we know, Rufus changes, right? Good, good, bad. Yeah. Everybody changes, and so I'm about to walk into a, a breakfast meeting, and you get somebody on a good day, and they act a certain way, and you get them on a bad day, and they act another way, and so humans, we're changing all the time. Hopefully, growing closer to the Lord and the whole sanctification process, but the Lord doesn't get sanctified. He's already. <laughs> I mean, that's a. That's yeah. a I'd, I'd laugh, but it's a really powerful, that, that immutable, the idea that God is immutable is really profoundly powerful. That's really good, Rufus. That's good, man. Oh, I appreciate you, and thanks for stepping in. I pray that uh, Rick Meyer gets uh, healed. He will be, Rick's going to be back on Friday, and so we pray for his uh, healing, and we pray us into the rest of our uh, yes. Wednesday. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, God, thank you again for this day, Lord. And Father, I just pray that, uh, God, we would every day preach the good news of Jesus Christ and all that we have being your children and being reconciled to you, that we would preach that gospel to ourselves every day and be reminded, God, of who you are and what our role is in this, Father God. So I just thank you, Heavenly Father, for uh, every person on this tribe. I pray that you bless them, God, as they head out into this day today. Uh, Go before them, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well done. Love you guys.